Peace, peace, brother. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing fine this afternoon. I'm saying just a just a chill day, really. Just a chill day. I feel that it's all. Um, sorry, yes, sir. So, peace, everybody. Whoever is going to be watching this, um, this is. So this is actually the first episode of season two of this podcast, Wisdom Journeys with Najin. And today I have a guest that I went to actually went to high school with. It's I don't know how long it's been. I know it's been some years <laughs> since the last time we actually got in touch with each other. Uh, so you want to introduce yourself, brother? For sure, man. I'm Tyrese Barnett, you know, straight from Fort Washington, Maryland, uh, family from D.C. and Philly as well and New York. But... I noticed something that I dealt with mental health issues throughout my life. And it took someone to point that out for me, someone I fell in love with in high school. But that person had told me that I had depression. I didn't believe her, but I started to realize it in myself later on in life. And I thanked her for pointing that out for me. And it brought me on a journey to help discover not only myself, but others, considering that some people mm-hmm. didn't want to talk about it. It's a touchy subject, you know? Like, yes, sir. considering that people hide their pain with riches and considering that they, these societal expectations of a man, it's so, it's so much pressure. And it just, it just adds to the ruminations along your mind. And the pain of preservations is crazy. So wow. I just de- so um mm-hmm. yeah so what behavioral issues um made you made you consider or made you come into that realization that, like that was the case Well I would notice that every time I become in, went into like a relationship or something or just like a talking situation with a female I would notice that my overthinking would kill the relationship or kill the bond excuse me so when I say that, I mean, it would damage it to the point where I don't even realize it. And that just really bothered me. So I needed to decide to change. And that's what I'm doing right now. So I'm reading this book called How to Communicate. And it's really it's really working wonders for me. And I realized so much wrong within me during this whole journey. And I really appreciate this book. I really got to shout it out. It's by Matthew McKay. Um, so I really suggest that book for anyone who needs to learn how to communicate their feelings and etc. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So what I, what I started to notice too, and a lot of people, um, they make this comment very oftenly how, um, how they, how they kind of confuse, how they kind of confuse you, how men should, uh, manage his emotions. And how his emotional intelligence should be built. Um, how do you? Um, what do you think are like some of the main issues that cause men to that cause men to bury their feelings out and and kind of ignore them? To be honest, it's it starts with the society. You know, men are built to be tough, or they're supposed to be tough and not show their feelings and get the job done. You know, without complaining or anything like that. Now, I understand complaining is a burden. Yes, but however, being real mm-hmm. with yourself, if you have a mask on and you're walking around with it daily, 
that just becomes like it becomes so much of a burden to the to the fact that you're you don't know who you are anymore and that's another mm-hmm. issue that we face together as men but back to the point if you can't open up and communicate your feelings and you feel weak by doing that you're already weak just by doing that like just by covering yourself mm-hmm. up it makes you weaker as a man and i realized that because if you're not able to become mm-hmm. vulnerable then how can you be strong mm-hmm. wow that's that's powerful that's very powerful it's um i i just find that funny that you say that because um i just find it that you i just find it funny that you say that because it really takes a lot of strength and a lot of bravery to um confront really what's going on with with you um i'm not i'm not saying that to really belittle um what women go through but it's just um for men it's much more on a higher scale where there are a lot of unseen battles and realities that they go through just because somebody might convey a nonchalant behavior towards things but in reality it's like they could be going through something that nobody is even aware of and um and then yeah i completely is and i agree with what you said it's like complaining can definitely be a burden um and because somebody might dismiss themselves from the responsibility that they feel as though they had they're they're like an exception of but really it's just like really all it takes is just some honesty some honesty um, some refreshing, some reprogramming within the mind to detach away from emotions and then being able to attach themselves back into whatever they got to do. But, you know, if you just keep ignoring them and ignoring them, it just puts you into this mind of isolation that you feel like nobody understands. And it just creates a barrier between, it creates a barrier and it, um, and it produces misunderstanding, misinterpretation, and it just and it just creates a gap. Um, what do you what do you think like um what do you think like father figures or like fathers or guardians male guardians in general could do um to avoid that, or if if they already created a gap, what do you think they can do to close it? Honestly, it starts with yourself. To be honest, like you have to put in work in order to fix yourself. The the underlying problems underneath your skin. That's what you have to start with. Now, mm-hmm. treating people right, treating people on a daily basis. Like, for example, I was writing this down as I was, you know, writing about mental health for Black people in general. So, uh-huh. uh, if you go into the hood, right, you can someone. Yeah. Like you, you see how people act. They stand on the corners, etc. And if a little kid were to see that. Wouldn't that motivate him to become that? That's right. That's right. A little kid in the same hood, same hood. If a little kid were to see someone like a football coach, for example, leading kids mm-hmm. away from that kind of danger, that kid might mm-hmm. be motivated by that. So that's why I say it starts right. with yourself. If everyone to make a combined effort into making like a like some sort of positive impact upon the whole community then that community will become more positive. If one person negative mm-hmm. impact, then that whole community might become negative as well. Well, let me not say whole, but majority. So mm-hmm. one impact alone is so powerful to the point where it can impact everyone. 
So we just have to start, start with ourselves and become better people in general to help others become better people. That's right. That's right. Um, how do you how, how do you think people should um because you know a lot of people they say that man is supposed to be balanced especially since we have both the masculine and the feminine energy how can we be able to practice balance between being able to being able to live and control our peace and our inner peace and our sanity while being able to while being able to um actually demonstrate proper love to people without them misunderstanding it while taking on that that spirit of that spirit of strength and that spirit of care to be able to protect women and children that's a good question so i'm currently on that journey actually and what i've learned so far was i might not ever know the answer but this is what i can tell you what i've learned and i realized considering that i've grew up with a single mom at one point she's married mm-hmm. so i look i realized i look back on my life and i learned a lot of quote unquote feminine what this society calls feminine qualities like such as cooking and cleaning you know how that you know how there's like a quote unquote um what's it called i can't think of the word right now but people assume women are only supposed to cook and clean but my mom preached that upon all three of us as in my brothers so that is, quote, unquote, deemed as feminine to society when in reality it's really taking care of yourself. So yeah. society really thinks that men should not cook and clean, which is weird. As, it's really weird to me because that's what I grew up on. Like, I had to do that. And if we didn't, then, you know, we would get punished somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. So that's one aspect of the feminine quality. As the masculine quality... It's something I'm really struggling on as far as like finding who I am as a man. Now, what I will say is how you respect a woman is part of, of the man you are in general. Because if you can't respect your mom, then you're not truly a man. If you can't respect, if you right. can't respect any woman, like, then I don't think you're truly a man. You know what I mean? Because that's right. Hey, man, like I said, single mom. So she had to play father figure and mother figure. So, and another thing is society for people that had single moms, it doesn't matter what kind of skin. And, you know, some people's dad probably died of cancer or something like that, which is understandable. But, you know, it it really does play a part on how a, a person becomes a man in the future. So what I say, what I'm saying is like, how can a kid become a man if he didn't have a father figure in general? So it it leads up to right. a lot of life answers are dependent upon oneself, like I said earlier. And it's a burden because we're not going to learn everything in life, to be honest with you. But the truth is, if we were to put our foot forward towards learning something, anything that's positive, then I feel like we're headed on the right, right direction. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the um the whole single mother thing too. Um, that's just I find that crazy too because um, you know, let's say for example, you know, just um a lot of these children, um they may not really pay attention to like how they feel without the father. Mm-hmm. Especially since the point where they adjust to like 
they adjust at a um, very young age to this mindset where it's just like it is what it is Um, because they already didn't feel that emotional or mental support or stimulation from the father figure. And um, so they just kind of sit back and just don't really expect expect much at all because um because there's just like that 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 voided space between the father and the son it's just um and then they didn't feel that much life or love within that so it's like they don't really expect that from much of the world or much of the, much of that from themselves in general um a son might think to himself well if my father couldn't give it to me it's like why why am i going to give it to myself they may not say that directly, but subconsciously in their behavior, they may they may say that, and they may they may um, they may really show that in their actions, and um, and that, what that really does, and then for them growing up in a single in a um, in a single mother um, household, that might that might show that might show later on whenever um, they don't even know how to pretty much love um love like their girlfriend or their wife or something um because um because they're just they're just so used to um they're just so used to being taken care of but not given but not really given the um father trait the father figure type traits or the man the man traits or the man um experiences to be able to be one so it's just like they just feel like they have to figure everything out on their own too and um in the same way, they may inc- they may have an inclination towards their mother. As they as their mother played both sides, they may have that same inclination towards the next woman that they might seek or they might want to grow with. But, um, and it's just like they may lean onto that woman, hoping that they'll find the same father figure type energy that they hope for to see in their mother when in reality they didn't actually have it so it's like they have this empty void in them and they look for another woman to try to fill it up and then we might accidentally just throw all of this other baggage that we had onto them and project it onto them hoping that they'll somewhat somewhat quote-unquote fix us um i agree it's, it's um it's it's definitely a cycle too. Yeah, it, it really is a cycle too. Um, what do you What do you think? Um, what do you think about the whole idea of emotional intelligence? As far as emotional intelligence, I think that's what we need to improve on, honestly, because our emotions play a pack, play an impact upon, like I said, not only ourselves but our society. So, somebody is taking mm-hmm. their anger out on another person then that person can become an evil person if they were already good. Like, mm. say a person, like a woman, for example, um, have good intentions and she keeps on getting her heart broke and she just becomes insane. Like, not insane, excuse me, wrong word. But she just becomes tired of it, tired of the stuff that's happening to her. And she was like, okay, that's it. I don't ever want to marry again or whatever the case may be and then the right guy comes along and she takes all of her frustration out on that right guy and that right guy becomes like tired of all the things that they've been through and you know it just plays a cycle so mm-hmm. and that's what i was going to ask you um how do you suggest that we break that cycle 
Well, uh, we have to detach. Um, we have to detach our individual experiences from our collective perspective of how we feel about man and how we feel about woman, particularly in the black community too. Um, but it's like what that does psychologically, um, it is very damaging too, um, because it's become traditional to, um, it's become traditional to, to really put, put black men particularly on a certain pedestal and to put black women on the pet on a certain pedestal and just because of our individual experiences but um in reality um i think what it really takes is for somebody to really see behind the shield of their pain because they hide it with anger they hide it with they hide it with uh particular standards that um they hide it with particular standards that seem a little extreme but yet but yet it's like deep down they just couldn't handle um how to heal from what happened to them. Um like let's let's say this. Um you know, a lot of a lot of women they a lot of women they feel like they gotta put this shield on um to hide their nature their their nature of love. Um and so some of them they may seem mean, they may seem rude. It may seem disrespectful. Um, deep down, they're really just fed up because they know when they go in the outside world, um, it can only be so many times where they can give themselves to somebody. They feel they some of them probably feel like they can't give themselves to anybody at all. Um, whenever I encounter somebody like that, all I do is just give kindness to them because. Because really, all they're really asking, um, all they're really asking is um, for somebody to actually help them and actually see them, see them through. Subconsciously, that's what they're asking for. And so whenever, um, whenever somebody seems like they're really angry and they try to take that anger out on you, it's just like the best thing to do is really not to entertain it. But whenever you just have the knowledge and whenever you read people's eyes and gestures, you can, um, and if you really understand that pain can really produce anger, you can see, you can see the previous uh, state before they got angry, before they got frustrated, before they got mean, disrespectful, and rude. And so, really, I just, you know, I just, I just say something in like that goes along the lines of peace, and I don't try to give them the same mean energy back too, because the reason why they threw it on you is because they couldn't handle it. And same, the same exact thing goes for men too. Um, same thing, same exact thing goes for men too. They try to put on a certain pedestal and everything of strength, but I know deep down, every man they have something that they they feel like they couldn't tell to somebody else right. because a lot of what a lot of people do, they take that, they they take that, and men already have so many enemies from from they they already not enemies but they already have certain people already trying to tear them down they already have the women trying to tear them down in a quote-unquote revenge state you already have other men trying to tear them down in envy and intimidation of their power that they are not even aware of and so it's like if a man tells another man about something they're gonna try to tell them they're gonna, they're gonna try to portray them as weak 
or they're going to try to make them look weak or trying to make them feel weak because in reality, they feel weak just by the strength that they convey without even showing what they're For weak sure. in. And, oh. and you know, they, you already, you also have some men, you also have some men that can't really be trusted because deep down you already know um, you can't, you can't really depict the difference between tough love and trauma that was confused or disguised as love. So, and it's just like, you don't really know who to trust too, because you feel like you might become a victim of that man's trauma, trying to trust them and think that they love them. But in reality, they haven't really faced people who said that they loved them, but actually gave them nothing but trauma. So it's really, so they really have perceived love as some kind of sick practice that only results in pain. So it's like, really other men who try to do better who try to close the gap we we might go through so much so much abuse of going on as quote-unquote soft but in reality it takes a lot of confrontation and a lot of dealing with a bunch of abuse from different areas and so really i think it's just being taken just one person to see through all of the acts that may seem strange it may seem hard to understand. Even even with people who seem to be quote unquote healers, like sometimes it takes one person to just look and be like, look, I know you're going through a bunch of stuff and I get it. And it's just like, it, it takes small gestures of kindness. And then really, really they may, they may stop and be like, wow, I actually needed that. But just just really small gestures of not even trying to condemn people of how they act. Not trying to tear anybody down. To hold back from trying to, trying to be like, oh, I'm gonna reciprocate negative energy if you give it back. Just holding back on it, and just seeing the bigger picture of what people go through, and eventually you'll see a gap starts to close, and you start to build more trust. People start to build more trust, and they start to gravitate towards you and be more comfortable with being vulnerable. And then, after they release it. You could fill up what's actual strength and power within them, and then they can go twice as strong. I agree. Um, that actually goes along with what I was saying earlier, and that proves that we are on the same page. Because that's when I was saying um, how when you're weak and you're able to show it, like when you're being vulnerable, that's when you're actually strong. And mm. if mm-hmm. you're if you're weak, like if you know you're weak inside and you're pretending to be strong, that just shows insecurity. And a lot of people don't see that. A lot of people don't see that. And like you were saying, the nice guys, you know, they face confrontation. And it's the daily battle of, hey, should I open up? And it's not even just that. It's like, okay, I understand that I should open up. But if I were to open up, how would I be perceived? And as certain people say, Mm -hmm. okay, I don't care how people look at me and stuff like that. But if you have anxiety like me, yeah. for example, yeah, I say that, I admit. But mm. honestly, sometimes, like, if I really care about a person, like, if I truly care about a person, of course, their opinion and their feelings, yeah. of course, all that stuff means something to me. Because not only do I want to provide true love and, like, nurture, I said nurture, I want to nurture their souls and stuff like that. Like, truly, I really want to water somebody. Yeah. Like, I want to help, like, guide them upon their lives as well as my own life you know like 
That's and that right. doesn't even have to be romantically. Like, if I have a friend, a close friend, or my own family, for example, I want to lead them towards love, towards acceptance. Because there's someone out there that struggles with acceptance. You know what I mean? Like, for example, trans people. Yeah. They feel like society really is truly against them. They can't go to a bathroom safely without thinking, overthinking, mm -hmm. okay, what are they going to think about me? And yeah. that's what we needed to work on as a society. Now, of course, if we were to work on it, yeah. it's going to feel uncomfortable. But that's how it is when you're working on yourself. You go against your grain. And the reason I said yourself is because, yeah. like I said from earlier, and I keep on saying it, but if you work, if you work on yourself, then this whole society can improve just by you, by providing an example. So with that being said, it's like, that's the direction that we should go in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true right there. Um, yeah, it's just like, you know, just being able to properly, just being able to properly demonstrate your love so it can be clear to the other party. That's like, that's so very important too. That's so very important. Somebody that you can rely on with strength, yet at the same time, be vulnerable of about the times when, whenever you're weak too. Because like, it's really truly through the force of love that casts out the fear and casts out the weakness out of that person. And it, be, and it, and it replaces it with more faith and bravery because you truly have something to fight for. And it was, it's only through the, it's like, it's like what love too. Whenever you look at the word love, it's interchangeable with a few letters and it, and it is, it's also, um, it also coexists with life, with love and life. When two people love each other, they produce life within another child and bring them into, and bring them into existence. And so it's like really everything that comes into existence and then grows into an evolutionary course, the true ingredient of that is love. So it's like you got to be able to know what it is and you got to be able to know how to express it. And then sometimes it's like it's like you said, the process is not all pretty. It's like, of course, it's going to be uncomfortable, especially for people who need to especially if you have to be able to teach and then you have to be able to discipline or try to help people get out of certain areas that do not, that pretty much deplete their life. But you got to be able to be careful about how you, how do you express it? You was like, is this out of love or is it out of my trauma or is it out of my insecurity? Yeah. You know? So it's like truly, truly if it's out of love, like you won't, Truly, if it's out of love, you'll be able to see the bigger picture of what kind of lesson that they'll have to learn from the good, the bad, the the pretty, the ugly. Um, but it's like, will it help them grow or would it help would it deplete their confidence? You know? Will it will they will they result will it result in behaviors that rely on self deprecation? Like it's this this kind of stuff that we gotta think about too. Because in reality, it's just like, it's just like, I mean, of course, like, you know, emotional intelligence is something that's really important, too, because you don't want to let that be something that keeps you away from growth. It's like, really, it's growth that we want to go for. But 
to act like it's something that doesn't exist within somebody. They're going to feel dehumanized whenever they encounter these emotions. They're going to feel like something is wrong with them and there's something other than human, something other than man. But it's just like the only way that you're other than man is whenever you let it dictate how you move and you let it limit yourself and you let it limit limit the relationships that you can have with people. For sure. Yeah. And to clarify, when you're saying um, whether you, you choose this situation to grow or um, show, I mean, I say show, whether to grow or to stunt yourself, to stunt your growth, what I'm saying is, it's like, what did you mean, like, for the heartbreaks that they face in life, do they grow from it or do they, you know, just become a victim or, you know, do they become a, a strength factor? Do they gain strength from it or do they lose strength from it? Etc. That's what you meant. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. yeah. I'm actually mm-hmm. going through that's that right. right now, and that's when I picked up the book of how to communicate. So it's like I definitely want to grow. Like I want to fight this. I don't want to bring my trauma and my pain towards other people. I definitely don't want to raise my kids like that. It's not just like yeah, I want to like yeah, I want to improve myself. But honestly, I want everybody that comes in contact with me to feel accepted like when i say that i mean like accepted as a person not as in what they did like if you feel like you like certain things like music or certain music as in like you know good music and stuff like that whatever you deem as good music and that you know when it plays like along with beliefs then you know we have a problem like as in, i believe in god right. personally so yeah, when it comes to that, like if you're playing satanic music and stuff like that, okay, then we have like you know an issue. But on a base level, I want to show everyone love. You know what I mean? Like, regardless of belief, right. I want to make sure that everyone feels accepted. I want everyone to feel that that source, that power. What I believe is the strongest power of love is love. Excuse me. And anyone that that's right, you know fights addictions such as drinking smoking and stuff like that like that's how they feel that they can deal with their pain but i'm trying to explain like hey this is not the only way to, to go about it you know what i mean there's better ways to cope and that's another thing that i've been like trying to explain to my friends my family etc and not to force them like hey i'm not accepting you i'm not saying like i'm not accepting you for doing these things I just want you to know there's other ways to do about it. And that's healthier for you. Like say for instance, if they take up a boxing class or some kind of swimming class or something like that, like learn how to play chess, for example, like all these can help you and grow you as a person and possibly give you career opportunities. Like, you know, people are actually playing chess for money now where they've been playing that for, for money, but, Boxing, for example, you can become like a fitness trainer or something. Educate yourself. You know what I mean, like, yeah. you get certificates, like well, the A plus certificate, Security plus certificate for you know IT and stuff like that. Like, do those things. You know, maybe yeah. your life can be better in some way. So, but don't. I'm not saying like riches and like your outer body define your mental health, but it can help in some kind of way. You take your mind off things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. That's um, 
that's so powerful how you how you talked about how you talk about just outer things and then how it and then yeah that's just that's just so powerful too because it's like how can you um it's like how can we how can we learn how to build and bond with each other whenever we don't know how we feel or we don't know how somebody else feels whenever they go to sleep and it's just like you know i remember i thought about this too um one question one question i you know i hear a lot of people say you know you know you know how's your how's your children doing and everything it's like you want to you want to make sure like you want to really pay attention to like how you respond whenever you say how they're doing because it it really it can really show how you how you portray them and how you view them and what your bond is with them just by that simple question somebody asking oh yeah how how are you and this person doing um yeah that's just that's just so powerful too how we actually how we can actually show concern of how people live how people move and giving giving good suggestions on how they can move along with whatever they do every day or how they can always look for a better way. It's always, and rather, it's always good to seek, to really seek that. I agree. You know, it's, it's more so of basically what you're saying is more so of checking up on people in general, like, and checking up on people, just, just that one action can definitely basically set off a good day for someone like, Say, for instance, if someone were to never even get that kind of question in their life, like they're um, introverted, for example, and when they go out in public and we don't know, you know, what kind of problems that this person is dealing with and somebody just stops to just say, hey, how are you doing? You know, and like that can just start a friendship just like that, a bond, like bonds are powerful. Right. And that's what Mm -hmm. we need to realize, like. The one thing that you said, just one action alone is so powerful. Like I was saying earlier, like that one one action alone can just prove how much it can change something or someone or whatever circumstances are going to occur. And that's right. One oh, go ahead. It's powerful. I was just saying, I was just agreeing with you. One action alone is just powerful. You know, just um and it and it takes and it takes a lot too to be able to really dig deep down to really get to the bottom of things that people don't really look for or don't even speak about every day because no matter how much is done or no matter how much growth goes on within the outside world or even within the inside world, there are still things that go unseen. And to actually for someone to sit down and actually care about like, you know, the well being of people. Especially considering how like they carry they carry the torch of a new generation of building a new a new a better a bigger a greater world for somebody to really sit down and dig deep into the chambers of the manifestation of everything else to actually dig down and actually care about that that's powerful and it's just like you know it and then. Now I'm I'm just actually glad that you're um really on the path of doing that too because like people people are gonna need that like even even the even the strongest person in the world they have they have something they have some demons that eventually they might need some help with they're gonna need some help with 
For sure, I agree. Um, thank you for the compliment. I really appreciate that because I definitely wasn't always like this. I would fight my demons in a in an unpleasant way. What I deem unpleasant, you know, everybody has different views. So, um, not gonna lie, you know, I tried things that were against my own morals, and I'm not happy about that. And mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I've learned that that's not who I am, and I've resisted them since, you know, as best as I can, at least. Um, well, yeah, for sure, I definitely resisted most. So, um, what I will say is some of the things that I do, like normally do, like positively, some of those things become stale and stagnant. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Maybe it's me personally, but I don't like to do the same things over and over again. I kind of like to mix it up and kind of, you know, elevate my and expand, you know, my coping methods. Like I want to try new things. I don't like to do the same thing over and over unless like it's something that I truly love. Like for example, I'm getting into, um, I'm getting into reading more and that's an old passion that I used to have. Like, I don't know why I stopped, I got away from it, but now it's like something that I truly, truly like look forward to doing. And also, it's also helping mm-hmm. me communicate something that I've personally struggled with. Um, the reason why I struggle with that is because of my emotion. Sometimes when I lose my emotion, like when I lose control of it, like if it builds up to a point where I can't handle it. And I was explaining that to my cousin the other day. Like when it feels like that, it's like a bar. Like my emotions are already high as a person. Like I'm, I've been an emotional person all my life. But it's like a bar, and once it once it reaches that bar, it's like it becomes a point where I have to make a decision: Am I going to lose control of my emotions, or am I going to keep it bottled up? Or you know, yeah, it's no other option. I don't know how to like release it in a positive manner. But <laughs> thank you. I hear you. <laughs> thank you. Oh man, I hear you, bro. <laughs> that um, yo, it's just being real, but. It's like it's like a split instant, and and that choice between like keep it bottled up and let and releasing it, it's like a split second. And when I make that decision to like release my emotion, it just it just it seems like it destroys everything. Like I don't I don't know why, but it more so. Um, and sometimes the emotion is good, so the emotion is good. So some so I wouldn't say destroy everything, but destroy everything i mean like i could um basically lose control of what i'm saying and or what i'm doing for example like i would be like starting to quit things that i really like for example that's depression and stuff like that be like okay i don't want to do this anymore in reality like i literally got so mad to the point not even mad excuse me or was it mad it was either mad or sad and sometimes i kind of um struggle with determining or defining my emotions so i don't know if i was mad or sad the other day but it was to the point where i didn't even want to listen to music and if you know me i really like music like this is so so right like that's what i'm saying so it, it gets really crazy with dealing with my own emotions um and that's another mm-hmm. thing i need to educate myself on and you know try, I, I really want like i want to get to a point where i educate myself enough to be able to educate others to get them away from the paths that 
I've made mistakes in and they've made mistakes in their own lives. So with that being said, you know, it's a whole journey, a whole voyage of battles to face. And I'm going to be real. Like I lost so many. I lost a lot of battles that I can't even count. And I probably took more, I took way more L's than W's, but I'm, I'm still going like, through the grace of God, of course, not even through my own strength. Because if it was through my own strength, I definitely would have. I definitely would have quit by then. You know, I probably wouldn't even be here with you. So, yeah. Oh, I agree with you totally. I agree with you totally, completely. Because there would ever literally be days where you are done with yourself, but there will be moments where God allows you to still be breathing even when all the odds seem to be against you. So it's like, really, it's truly that it was like, it's really God pulling you through. And it's really amazing because, and then once you realize that too, it's almost as if you have another person. It's literally like you have another person really inside of you. Like you have another person with you and guiding you. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's really like that. It's really like that angel over your shoulder instead of over your shoulder it's actually still in your mind that you could just reach out to whenever you're going through something so it's like it's really amazing bro it's like yeah i could and i can admit that too that it wasn't until i started to really actually understand i really have more knowledge of god in fact that he's within us that i actually started to actually pull through a lot more so I'm glad that you even said that, too, because there's a lot of people out there that feel like they're by themselves and that they feel like they have to do everything on their own. And it's just um, they feel like they just yeah, they just feel like they got to do everything all perfect and everything. But it's and honestly, it's like you really got to reach out to the perfect person that's already in you that will accept you for your strengths, your weaknesses and all of your imperfections, no matter what, but yet not even condemn you about where you are but to be able to guide you into where you could be and to help you to appreciate and to love you for where you're at now and that's for really sure, man. i can literally is. feel my eyes watering lol but um yeah um being real like and what you were saying like yes god is definitely within you because um definitely had some issues um dealing with for the past i want to say a few years in general like uh, depression is really like literally crippled me to the point where it was like I literally didn't even want to do anything and it took mm. I don't know how I, I got to this point but it definitely took a lot to get here and obviously by the grace of God I'm here and I definitely feel like it wasn't my works to be honest because if it was uh, like I said I wouldn't be here um with my current situation, I'm truly, um, I'm content more for sure. Like I'm thankful for what I have because it could have been worse. Um, you know, with this COVID situation, yeah. you know, kind of things kind of things kind of got rocky. Um, kind of messed with my plans in general and stuff. But maybe it's a sign of I want to say renovation or you know construction in general so when i say construction maybe it's something got destroyed as opposed to like um built and that thing that got destroyed possibly could have been a cancer to me 
So, for instance, for example, right. um, you know, and I, I would just use my case, for example. So I was planning to go to college again and maybe this and like COVID kind of got in the way of certain things like financially. And I was working at first and then like my job kind of, you know, it didn't, they didn't let go, but like it more so stopped. And then like, as in, cause you know, COVID, like, you know, those phases when they shut down certain things. Yeah, so I, I started working with yeah. my uncle instead of working at um this, the place I was working at. And I started making more money than what I used to do. Mm-hmm. And like in a week, like I literally made more money in like, well, we literally made more money in one day than I did in a week. So uh, yeah, and I mean, wow. I'm not really big on money to be honest with you. Like money is just, it's a whole nother concept that we can get to later. <laughs> Maybe that's another part. But yeah, money ain't everything to keep it short, uh, you know, for the sake of time. So what I will say is like that kind of inspired me to start business ideas, because if I wasn't if I was making more money like in one day and I felt more in control, like like of my own mental health as opposed to going to work and just overthinking like throughout the whole shift and coming home and feeling like I didn't accomplish anything. Like, and then like, I felt more accomplished than one day as opposed to several days at the place I was working at. Not to say that I didn't accomplish mm-hmm. anything from working, I honestly started to learn different languages and in the place that I used to work in and the customers and that was something that fulfilled me so now that i truly think about it and i'm not saying that i've had thoughts about this um i can incorporate the fact that i've learned different languages not like fluently but i've learned and used different languages within my own business and maybe it can help later on in life you know so whatever whatever experiences that i've had definitely can yeah. help you know and later on, endeavors later on. So with that being said, you know, I can use this experience to motivate others. You know, I'm not trying to make this about me. I'm just using my experience, tribulations that I've been through to help to show them like, hey, it's not whatever you, wherever you are, it's not the end. Even though it feels like it's the end, it's really not. It's just a sequel. I mean, a prequel. It's, It's going to be a sequel of whatever part of life you are in, whether you have a car, whether you don't have a car, whether you have your own place, whether you do, you don't have your own place and stuff like that. Like it's, I'm st- we're still young, you know, like, and that's another thing. Like, I feel like young people mental health right. is like based on possibly social media as of nowadays, nowadays, like some at least, and, or not based off, but you know, social media does play an impact, a huge impact upon mental health nowadays. That's what I'm trying to say. And you notice things like seeing your friends graduate or seeing things like your friends get an apartment or going off to the military. And for me personally, I start to think like, dang, did I do enough in life? Am I working hard enough? And I started questioning myself and it's like, what am, where am I getting at? Like, why am I overthinking? And overthinking is such a powerful right. tool. 
And the reason why I say tool is because yesterday I found out that overthinking, and this is going to surprise like anyone that's probably listening to this, that overthinking is actually a tool. Like I, I learned how to use overthinking in a way where it is beneficial. And honestly, that was like a, a, a huge surprise for me. Mm. Mm. Is it like, um, is it like more so on like the means of like your intuition making you think like five times more before in action or being able to read between the lines of things? Is it, is that, is that what it, is that what it's like? Um, can you hear me? All right. Um, can you hear me now? Sorry. I, I was oh, I accidentally closed. I mean, I closed the app, but I thought you could still hear me. But um, it's all good. So I was in, um, I was overthinking yesterday, and I understand what you're um, getting at with what you just said. So, yes, that it, that does play a part that does play a part because you can use that in order for me in my case i used it to help out write my business plan and write out like the problems of black mental health in general Uh i wrote literally the stuff that i would overthink about and i literally had a journal and i felt like i filled four pages and i I was just in incredulity incredulity excuse me i'm tripping my bad what that means is like it's basically a, a state of unbelief. You know what I mean? Because I never thought that overthinking can be used as a tool, and that's why I was mm. saying overthinking is a tool. And for anyone that is a overthinker, yes, it is truly a huge burden, and that is an understatement. And what I will say is, try to use that overthinking in a way that it benefits you. And it's hard it's hard to even think about that or like see it, but there there was a way for me personally, and I pray that everyone that does overthink can find that way. Cause that really surprised me. Yeah. Mm. Mm, that's as a matter of fact, that's actually um like on another episode, I was like thinking we could probably get deeper into that, just the whole concept of overthinking in general too. That's um Man, that's that's really powerful. For sure. Yeah, overthink it as a tool. I can, I think I can kind of see how you really how you really got to that um how you got to that point. Um mm-hmm. how, how you really got yeah, I was like that's that's a really interesting point. And to provide another example, this this is just like to clarify like what I mean cuz like I might not explain things right. But say for instance, uh let's go with Spike Lee. Just that's a uh, you know a producer, excuse me, a filmmaker. So, mm-hmm. for example, anyway, anyone, Martin Lawrence, anyone, whoever you name, a songwriter, anything. So, literally, their profession is to literally like deliver a message to an audience. Mm-hmm. And you can literally write a whole. Considering that you overthink, you have so many questions. 
okay, so let's just pick one question that I personally overthink. Am I good enough? If I were to write a whole movie about am I good enough, I can literally make characters that feel like I want to be or not want to be that feel like they're better than me. For example, like if you're playing a sport, if I were to play a sport against LeBron James, I would get cooked. I'm just saying, I'm just <laughs> I would get cooked. Like if I were right. to play basketball one on one, I would get cooked. So, for instance, he can be like a character in the movie. Mm-hmm. Throughout that whole movie, he could literally be explaining to me how he felt insecure and how he overthinks, and that just broadens the horizon. And it literally mm-hmm. just like literally just let go of the floodgates. So, his perspective in that same movie is literally never ending because he's overthinking too and if you know overthinking overthinking is limitless mm. it keeps me up at night personally and mm. i know i'm not the only one young you you're you not <laughs> i'm just we being ain't the only one <laughs> so songwriters for example they literally literally can like m- like make a question out of anything okay will i ever accomplish this goal literally write a goal on the whole on a, a sheet of paper and find out like if you were to um like the first verse literally if you were to accomplish this goal if you were to fail second verse and then the third verse is where you are now that is just one song that's just one thought that is just one thought of overthinking mm. and me personally like i said overthinking is limitless so those are just ideas at this point, which is why it's a tool in a way. Uh-huh. And you don't necessarily have to be a songwriter. You can literally just write out your thoughts. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so true. Man, that's hey. That's powerful. I, I found that out yesterday and I was like, wow, oh my gosh. Like, that that is crazy. Hey, that's that's something to think about too. Like the fact that you've been thinking too much helps you to know how somebody else thinks. That's that's something. That's something, bro. Let's see. But hey, bro. Um, you know what I'm about to do? Um, I'm about to. I think I'm about to. Um, try to. Um, I think I'm a. I think I'm just call it a day for this podcast, bro. This was. This was good. This was definitely good. I, I honestly think a lot of people would find this useful too. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I mean, it's it's the power of love, man. That's all I can say. It's not me. It, it's not me at all. Like, I feel like love definitely connected this whole thing. And when I say love, that's what I believe God is. You know what I mean? And I feel like God is truly, truly love. Because if you love, you know what I mean? That's the strongest power in this whole universe. So, yeah, like you said, God is in us, and I feel like God made this happen. So the power of love made this happen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you came up onto this podcast too. Um, and also, can you tell them where they could find you, like in regards to social media, or like any, any um forms of contact as well, and uh, what you plan to be working on too? Um, on Instagram, um, I think I'm like charismatic rhythm or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yes, sir. Charismatic rhythm and Twitter, it's it's all love, fam. Same with Snapchat, it's all love, fam. Um, yes, sir. Uh, just to let you know, I don't take social media seriously as far as like 
unless it's a real issue and stuff like that. I'm not saying like I post wild stuff or anything like that, but I'm saying uh-huh. I don't let it define me. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like that right there. I like that's that's good, brother. That's good. And um, what were the other two questions? I'm sorry. Um, I think that was it. That was it, actually. Like where they can find you. I oh, appreciate it. Yes, sir. But man, I appreciate you getting on to this call, brother. And I and may God continue to bless you in your journey. Same to you, man. God bless you and your journey entirely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, family. This is um this is the first episode of season two with Wisdom Journeys with Najim and my brother Tyrese. And all right, and we will see you all next episode. All right, peace. Peace, man. Peace.